People will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn into your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. And they'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have and peace they lack. And they'll walk off to the bleachers and sit in their short sleeves on a perfect afternoon and find they have reserved seats somewhere along the baselines where they sat when they were children and cheer their heroes. And they'll watch the game and it'll be as they dip, they dip themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick they'll have to brush them away from their faces. People will come, Ray. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been a race like a blackboard rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past. It reminds us of all that once was good and that could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Riverfront. That's an interesting way to start it, Nate. That Tim, that speech doesn't sound way better coming from my, uh, with my voice, my accent, than it is from James Earl Jones. Well, you know, you reached your peak when you played the uh, the voice of Darth Vader in the Star Wars series, but you're, you know, you're getting there. That was that gave me goosebumps. Loved it. Yeah, you know, um, I, clearly I'm, I'm the Darth Vader of this show, but um, it's the Field of Dreams game, and we're we're live, obviously, on uh, all our platforms. Hopefully, we'll have some uh, folks join us tonight. Feel free to jump into the chat, ask some questions, and, uh, you know, we'll uh, try our best to answer them. This is The Riverfront. I'm Chad Dodson. He's Nate Dodson. And we thought it'd be fun to go live, at least for the first part of this uh, Field of Dreams game, because, uh, you know, uh, not a lot for the that there has been playing for in recent years, but, man, this is... I'm more pumped up for this game than I've been for a Reds game in a long time. Are you Are you the same, or is this just me? It's definitely not just you. It hadn't affected me too much. I guess I was, you know, life is busy. So I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it. And then as today came, I woke up. It was the first thing on my mind. I started doing some research for the podcast, put Field of Dreams on in the background. And that's when it all hit me. Like, no matter what, you know, there's, there's a quote from the game, or from uh, from the movie. It just says, any game becomes important when you know and love the players. And I thought, you know what? This red season is a disaster, but we know the players. We love them. We love the team. It's it's, it's what Field of Dreams, it's what baseball's all about. So I'm excited yeah. to be doing this at this time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, when, uh, you know, everyone around baseball's thinking, Reds and the Cubs, come on, Reds and two of the worst teams in baseball for the Field of Dreams game. But you know what? Two of the oldest franchises, two of the franchises with the most storied history. If you've seen the uniforms that they're going to wear uh, yet, then you know, incredible, uh, you know, just amazing uniform. Maybe we'll talk some more about that. But uh, yeah, sure, why not Reds and Cubs? Because this game's not about, uh, you know, who's going to make the playoffs and who's going to, uh, you know, uh, whatever's going to happen the rest of the season. This game tonight, this Field of Dreams game, I, again, I'm, I'm a sucker for this type of thing. Oh, man, there comes King Griffey Jr. and King Griffey Sr. walking out of the corn. Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. If you're not watching this, uh, first of all, you're, you're probably watching YouTube. 
and, and not the game. You, you're, you've lost your mind. But there comes junior and senior walking out of the corner. That's just outstanding. This is this is what I'm talking about. The red stink, the Cubs stink. We keep saying that now. We shouldn't probably. But oh, they're going to have a catch, and I'm going to I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry, Nate. Um, but it's 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 two franchises that um, have two of the most passionate fan bases in all of baseball. And if you don't believe that's true of the Reds, you're, you're wrong. Just ask anyone that writes about the Reds online. They'll tell you that uh, compare us to most teams in baseball. We have a crazy fan base. I mean that in a good way, just insane about this team. And so, um, you know, it, it makes all the sense in the world to me why the Reds and the Cubs would be in this game. I think it would have made more sense to have the Reds and the White Sox. since That was the 1919 World Series. That was the, you know, but uh, – other than that, I don't. I'm. I'm. I, I just think yes, it makes sense because who cares what the standings are today? It's about baseball, and uh, the, the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs are baseball and have been for a long time. So that's my long, uh, long-winded way of saying who cares that they got two teams that are not very good? <laughs> It'd be fun anyway, right? Absolutely, it's what baseball is all about. It's you know simpler times before this. Things these little devices in our hands were trying to convince us that we all hate each other. It's you know, it's it's family, it's community, it's passion, it's baseball. Yeah. So, but you know, of course, uh, we need the Reds to win, and uh, you know, we're happy that uh, uh, that uh, Nick Lodolo's pitching and not Mike Miner. Right? Oh, there comes Johnny Bench <laughs> out of the corn. Oh, Johnny Bench walking out of the. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm trying to break the game up. So if I if I space out for a minute, it's because I'm trying to get this thing to work. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, again, we're 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 doing something, that, and I know a lot of you are. We're, we're a second screen for you all. Oh, that comes Barry Larkin out of the corn in those uniforms. Um, Joey Votto. Oh man, I just can't wait to see Austin Romine wearing the 1919 Reds uh, uniform. Um, <laughs> oh, I, you know, again, we're we're we're, we're the second screen. St- Second screen experience for many of you, but I hope you're, you're listening to us here um, as you watch the Reds because this is a night to celebrate Cincinnati baseball, and we have other nights to, uh, you know, <laughs> to not celebrate. I guess plenty of those. Um, this is just uh, I'm, I'm I'm pumped up. I'm excited. We're going to talk about the. We're going to have a regular podcast where we're going to talk about everything that uh, you know that's happened over the past week and all that, but. Uh, I just the reason I wanted to go live tonight is this is a good opportunity, and this will be everywhere on all our channels. You'll see this uh, later if you weren't able to tune in live. But this is an opportunity to celebrate this team that we spend so much of our time obsessing about, and see them on a national stage. And a little disappointed that King Griffey Jr. couldn't have been bothered to put on a Cincinnati Reds uh, shirt for this uh, <laughs> when he walked out there. At least Senior did. Senior's a loyal red leg, but uh, I don't know. I, it's fun to celebrate this team sometime and forget about the standings. I think that's what I'm saying, Nate. I, am I rambling? Yes, you are rambling, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. <laughs> it's fun seeing um, the rest of the country talk about the Reds. You know, we don't. We don't. Uh, I remember being you know, being a kid, and when there was baseball tonight, you'd just wait around for that. 90 seconds where they are right, yeah. our favorite team and then it's gone and you have to wait until the next hour to see, see it again. And then that stopped happening. They stopped showing every team. So you just never got the Reds unless they're playing one of the big boys 
So things, events like this, um, you know, two years ago when they were rocking all of the old historical uniforms, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great for the team. It's great for the fans. It's great for baseball because people don't know the history and the pageantry that Cincinnati has. Yeah, you know, uh, opening day in Cincinnati is our our time to celebrate the Reds and not uh, <laughs> any time after opening day in recent years. And so, um, I don't know, any time that, that uh, we can kind of give other, other baseball fans a little insight into why we're obsessed with this team. And they may, by, by watching this team, they may not, they may not understand why we uh, we're obsessed with this team, but um, because I'm again, Austin Romine and et cetera. But, uh, but still there's the Cincinnati Reds are the team that won the 1919 world series, as we'll talk about uh, later. They're, you know, they're the big red machine. They're, they're Ted Klazuski. They're uh, the, the Griffies. They are Barry Larkin. You know, it's all these, uh, you know, legendary legendary names players and teams and are they the yankees no but do you want to be a fan of the yankees you know i guess that's if you, if you want things to be easy but uh i don't know to me um I, i'm i'm okay with being a reds fan and uh, nights like this kind of uh emboldened me in that if that makes any sense nate yeah absolutely um, there haven't been too many other great reasons to be a Reds fan, especially recently, actually. Um, went up and looked up some data on that. It just occurred to me this morning. I was like, wonder how many times in my 37 years the Reds have been competitive um, on August 10th, like legitimately in the hunt for a playoff spot. I don't know why I looked this up. I don't know why I do this to myself, but the only really – Real criteria I used were that the Reds had to be in striking distance on August 10th, and that meant within five games of a playoff spot and top three in the division. Um, like I said, I'm 37. I really, really love baseball. I've made this a giant part of my life, and only eight years out of my 37 have <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds been playing meaningful baseball. On August 10th. So that's that's uh, yeah. I'm sorry. We we had some technical difficulties there. It looks like for a moment, but uh, I hope everything uh, was okay for the for the viewers. Yeah, I caught the end of that, Nate. That's not great. Why, 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 I thought we we're going to talk about not good stuff now. Well, you got to kind of set the set the foundation. The reason games like this mean so much to Reds fans, that you know, compared to fans some other franchises, I think is because this is a just no holds barred, no arguments, evening of celebration for the Cincinnati Reds. And we haven't gotten many, and I sure like it when we do, and I hope we get way, you know, way, way, way more. But yes. this one we have. This is a definite, and this is we can, something we can do. Please, please more. Uh, let's talk uh, just quickly about um, – oh, uh-oh. Looks like we have a guest uh, that's just appeared uh, – here in a moment, a special guest. Uh, let him get his camera adjusted, and we'll we'll bring him on. It's the one, the only. Hey, Moon, Moonlight Garber. Greetings. Feedback or something there. I don't know what that is. Um, can you hear We're that? Problems? Do we have problems? Maybe, have maybe some audio. All right, so, let me uh, give me a second. I'm getting him out of here. He's ruining the podcast. As usual, Chris Garber is ruining the podcast. 
Um, and just so wanna... everybody knows real quick, uh, we can see all the comments popping up. We're trying to figure out how to get those to show up on the live screen. So if you know, we space out or something, that's what we're trying to do. But I see everything that gets popped up there. Thank you, thank you everybody, for the comments. I love it. Keep it up. Are they up there, Nate? Because I don't see them. I see Joe it's Joe Farf Singh. We've got Res right, Minor well, Leagues who said more like Field of Crushed Dreams. All right. I can't see him because this is a garbage uh, platform we're using. So whenever you see a good one, you're going to have to uh, mention it for us. Yeah, I'll be on. I'll be on comment duty. All right, let's see. Let's see if Moonlight Garber has figured this thing out yet. There we go. Big, big, uh, big Joe Burrow fan. That Chris Garber. Joey Gaditsa says, "Sad that uh, Ty Steve Tyler Stevenson is not a part of this," and I have to agree with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Boy. Yeah, these are the types of games you want to see. What's that, Garber? Did you did you try to say something? Is this better? Am I still ruining Ooh. it? Oh no! Oh, well, yeah. you're still ruining it, but in a different way. Um, I just got go. a, I got a new computer, so I'm. Uh, oh, just for the podcast, right? We allowed product placement. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> We're looking for our first um, sponsor. Go ahead and flash that up there. Chris, your hair looks wonderful as always. Yeah, it's. Uh, I apologize for the hair. I was. Uh, <laughs> I was doing some yard work and I so got luxurious. Most of the yard in my hair, so I was uh, bouffanting it to get all the grass out of it. Oh, you look great. We're jealous Thank over you. here. Thank you. Oh, that, uh, Rich Thompson. I see the, the comments are showing up now, but yeah, I've got a hat ex almost exactly like that, uh, like John Smoltz's cap that he's wearing. But I only wear it when I'm outside of the country for whatever reason. That's it. <laughs> What is I don't it, feel like I can wear it. I don't feel like I can wear it in America. Yes, yeah. No, I wear my Kango occasionally too. I, only when I'm, you know, karaokeing. Uh, Mama said, "Knock you out." Um, can, can we talk briefly about the movie? Uh, Nate, I'm not sure you knew this, but uh, Field of Dreams is a movie. It's a film. Weird. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Not that. Heard so, different movie. Sorry. I heard. I heard someone uh, say today, literally on a podcast that I listened to. Uh, they're asking for movie recommendations, and someone recommended Wayne's World 2. Not, not Wayne's World. Uh, completely seriously. Wayne's World 2. I don't um, know. What, what, what's that one about? I have no idea. I, I think probably Wayne and Garth were doing some, some wacky, wacky antics and hijinks, yeah. yeah. Um, Chris, let me ask you what you have. We talked about this a little bit. Uh, what do you think about these uniforms? I like them. I like them. I'm not a big uh, white hat guy when it comes to baseball, but uh, they, these work. And I kind of, I kind of like that. Uh, someone called on Twitter the pith helmet look that they've got going in with the uh, the white helmets. That that's one thing that drives me nuts is when they do like a a special throwback uniform or, a, or some kind of special uniform and they roll out like the standard helmet. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, Come on, you couldn't you couldn't cough up sixty bucks or whatever. <laughs> you're, you're you're going through ten dozen baseballs a game, but you couldn't cough up for a, a couple of hard hats. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, the hats, uh, yeah, I don't generally love a white hat, uh, but but these work somehow. And yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, give us the helmets and those helmets. I can't wait to see that. Presuming the Reds actually get to bat, I don't know how this game works. Is it is it like regular baseball? I mean, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm looking game. forward to seeing that. Yeah, now, you know what's really cool is I they have those white uniforms, which I guess are like a 1919 throwback. 
Yes. And they have, they like, the attention to detail is amazing because they have that beautiful swoosh on the chest. (laughs) That's from 1919. And it just just really makes the whole thing come together. Yeah, I think that was the old uh, Spalding Sporting Goods logo back in 1919. yeah, that's questionable. But then again, you gotta 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 sell some merch, I guess. You know, when they did this thing a couple of uh, a couple of years ago, when the Reds did the the, the uniform thing, I guess maybe it's a, a sort of that we have to kind of pick and choose our moments to be happy. But I got a kick out of the, all the all the throwback uniforms that year. I mean, I just thought that was a, I don't know, I enjoyed it. These were not my favorite ones, but these are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I love seeing Derek Dietrich in all those different outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Dietrich had some unfortunate news this week. Did you all see that? Whoops. <laughs> I wouldn't I even call it, it unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. It's surprising, though. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. I want to see baseball, like a separate league, obviously, where Derek Dietrich takes all of the steroids and they see what kind of stats he can put up at the age of 65. Well, steroids I think are encouraged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my thing when the steroid area. Everybody wants to get mad about it, but I'm like, I was always like, I, I like home runs. I think they should be mandatory. Steroids should be mandatory. That's my hot take. So, Chris, when you dropped in, we were just getting ready to. I was going to lead us into a discussion of something that I know you and I have had a conversation about in the past, and uh, you you you've occasionally mocked me uh, about this. But oh, here we go. <laughs> the actual movie Field of Dreams. Um, Chris, as I understand it, it, first of all, who is that on the mound holding a piece of corn and handing it, handing it to Johnny <laughs> I Bench? Roy, I think it's Roy Clark. <laughs> Roy Clark. Roy Clark from Hee Haw? Yeah, when they, I was looking at those, those publicity photos for this game that they shot sometime a few weeks ago. And I swear to God, they're from the set of Hee Haw, which, which you can visit at the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville. But uh, nice, yeah. All so right, two we, things. First of all, I was getting ready to say Joe Farsi can beat me to it, but I, I figured that was Fergie Jenkins. The other thing is, why don't they recreate the world famous appearance by Johnny Bench on Hee Haw? Have y'all seen that on, on the YouTubes? That's glorious. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Bench was on Hee Haw. Nate, Hee Haw was a show back a long time ago before you were hey, aware of things. Hey, no, 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 it's, no. That's it's a exactly. I mean, there's a million shows like it now, but at the time, it was a country music, country comedy variety hour. So you know, we loved it. My, is that my grandparents' house on a Saturday night? We were watching Hee Haw. Absolutely. What about Field of Dreams? But you know, you if you go back and look at Hee Haw, um, I mean, anybody who was anybody was on that show in terms of country music. They had incredible music on that show. Well, there are only three, three, you know, three uh, networks, so had to put them on somewhere. But they played country and western, both both types of music, both right? Time. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm with uh, I'm with Rich Thompson here. Yes, that, sir. Uh, the uni- the why aren't the umpires wearing you know 1919 uniforms? That's Lame. pathetic. Yeah, they should be embarrassed. They should have done um, the whole thing. Like, I know they have to put the seats there and people are paying a lot, so they have to look kind of good. But they should have, like, 
I mean, the whole place should be old timey. There should be like ropes with like people standing in the outfield. Right. Yeah. The fence you know? should be corn. There yeah. Should be a fence in the back. Can't yeah, you just see some dude running full steam ahead back into the corn? Okay. Well, I guess. I guess well, I'm barely. gonna. I'm gonna reveal for myself that I didn't watch the game last year. That's a fence out there. They don't. Yeah, it there's, is. A, there's a clear, like a, a clear mesh fence instead in front of the corn. Yeah, oh, it's got a door in it. I'm just looking right, at the outrageous. lineup here. Are we on the same place? Are they showing the lineup? And Barrero just made a play. I'm not behind, am I? You might be ahead, actually, because <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. I'm getting ready for the first pitch on my stream. Oh. This is the danger of streaming. Sorry, it. spoiler. Red's got it out. <laughs> um, All right, I'll pause it. Yeah, do that. Tell me. <laughs> uh, oh, that's that's really disappointing. Uh, you know what would make this even better if uh, we had the Duke boys running some corn mash? <laughs> I don't know. I'm it's sorry. Not, I, I don't, don't think that show is uh, set in Iowa. Oh, it's not. No, no. <laughs> um, so the movie filled with dreams. We're not going to get around to talking about the Reds, maybe because uh, we've gotten distracted for 21 minutes. And... <laughs> um, oh man, make the play, Jose. Make the play, Jose. That hat looks great on Jose Barrero. Doesn't it look good? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. That guy's a stud. Uh, they don't need any other shortstops. They're good. No, I, I I think we need to move that third baseman back over to shortstop. Shouldn't you put the farmer at short on the night we're playing in the out in the fields? They could, you know, they could do no, never mind. <laughs> you don't want to uh, get uh I don't want I, the far, farmer mob after me. There you go. The Nate, what what do you what do you for? What do you think about the movie Field of Dreams, Nate? Sorry, I'm trying to get this game pulled up. My Fox app's not working. Um, you know, I always loved the movie. Um, baseball has been such a big part of my life from the get-go. But as I got older, it sort of slid down the rankings of my favorite baseball movies. I mean, I always hold a special place in my heart, but, you know, it just wasn't at the top of the list. And then is today it behind, I was, it's, it's behind that Keanu Reeves movie, right? That Keanu Reeves baseball obviously. movie. <laughs> I actually put non-baseball related Keanu Reeves movies above it also. Just well, John Wick. John Wick. John Wick. <laughs> Great baseball movie. Um, <laughs> but I was doing some, I was able to work from home today and had it on in the background. And I swear, you know, whenever um, he picks up Archie Graham, when he introduces himself as Archie Graham in the car with uh, Terrence Mann and uh, Ray Kinsella, like goosebumps. And then when Karen falls off the bleachers and... Yeah, Moonlight was just kind of stole a show in his brief appearances, but yeah, the, uh, the movie hits different as you get older. You know, when you reach that certain age, when I guess you start being a little more conscious of your own mortality, that movie it just it, it, it has a different meaning. Good lord, Nate, you're a lot younger than me. I don't need to hear you talking about your own mortality. Good grief! I, I think That's really, I have to think about it longer. I watched it. <laughs> I watched it a few weeks ago, or maybe I got into it anyway. I don't think I finished it, but that movie is so, it is such a boomer movie in retrospect. Here we go. Here we go. The whole school board, like there's just stuff in there, man. That school board scene. Oh, yeah. Where there's like 600 people at a school board meeting. That's ripped out of the, that's ripped out of the headlines. 2021. Yeah, fair, fair. And then, you know, then I started doing the math on the, uh, 
you know, everybody in the state of Iowa is on Ray about the economics of this thing. And I'm like, it's like an acre and a half that he plowed under. It's like $7 of the corn that he lost. <laughs> All right, here we go. But it's good. Um, it's good. I like it. You know, I, I'm with you, Nate, that the Moonlight Graham stuff really holds up. I think the, the Annie Madigan, they could just, maybe we need to make a cut of that movie that's like 63 minutes. <laughs> We're like, all of Amy Madigan is gone. All of Timothy Busfield is gone. And honestly, half of James Earl Jones is gone. Oh, good Lord. You okay. leave the Allman Brothers. You leave the Allman Brothers in it. You leave Ray Liotta batting right-handed. And Chris wants to make a TikTok with just the players walking out of the corn. That's basically what he's saying. Let's have the players walking ass. out of the corn. <laughs> Let's see Moonlight Graham uh, step oh, up to the plate. They, they could have they could have left the entire Almond Brothers Jessica song in <laughs> and driving in their little hippie bus. And that'd have been great. I've been, you, you know, uh, we've talked about it many times. Yeah, I have read the book and um uh, and it's good. It's good. I like the book. But it's uh, Steinbeck? Is that right? Uh-oh. <laughs> WP Kinsella. Uh-oh. No, no, I mean the 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 James Earl Jones guy. Isn't that supposed to be John Steinbeck? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um but anyway, for or t- two things. First of all, you missed the opening here where uh you know that speech that James Earl Jones gives? He did it well. But wouldn't you have loved to have heard it in my accent? <laughs> Don't answer that. Uh, I'll have to rewind it. I'm going to rewind that too. <laughs> many, many years ago uh, at this point, probably on the, uh, one of the you know episode number, I don't know, 28 of this dumb show we've been doing for too long, Chris uh, spent some time mocking me about uh, the fact that I'm a, I'm a gooey Field of Dreams fan. I've never forgotten those, those words. A gooey Field of Dreams fan. I can yeah. paint a picture, man. <laughs> and I, I have to admit it, I am. I, the, the, the movie is flawed. I love movies, and I talk about movies a lot. It's flawed. I will concede. But I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for it every single time. And I'm sorry, but that just is what it is. Nico Horner's a real player. I, I will tell you um, that that's cool. They're showing a shot of the scoreboard right now. I don't know if you have it. That's really cool. It is cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see and the 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 replay of that double when they from the high the high home plate angle, and you could see all the corn behind, and you and you watch uh, Senzel, I guess it is making the playoff center field wall. That this is pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. Um, I'll say this: uh, we were talking Come about the earlier. Oh no! Don't don't give. He didn't. Come on, low to low. <laughs> low to low. Good grief. You mentioned Nixon Zell's our center fielder. Now I, I want to double down on my uh, wish that it was corn out there instead of a, a wall. Just in <laughs> case he has to go out there and, and run into the corn. So, yeah, so we have another have, guest. Go ahead. They have temporary lights there or are they permanent? I, don't I know, know that's, that's a, good a thing, right? MLB quality lights is like a, a specific standard. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, it ruined the baseball pretty, secondary. The baseball secondary to the gooey aspects of we love baseball. The actual game funny. is, yeah. I guess. We got another guest? Am I getting booted? We, Can I no, move on down the couch? What, what's funny is you're wearing your Bengals jersey, and we appreciate that. Bengals, B-I-N-G-L-E-S, Bengals. That's how we say it. Exactly. And uh, we thought, you know, we want to – we wanted to bring on our buddy Joe uh, Farsing to talk a little bit of uh, football. We thought that might be fun, but we haven't even gotten to anywhere on our uh, list of things we want to talk about yet because we've just been because dreamily talking about <laughs> you're disruptive. But we're going to bring, uh, we thought we'd bring Joe Farsing on to talk about the Bengals as we usually do. And so here he is, uh, along with Moonlight Garber, we have Shoeless Joe Burrow. How are you, Joe? Doing well. How are you guys doing tonight? Well, um, Shoeless Joe Burrow. We, we were doing better until it turned out that Nick Lovello sucks. Oh, they're just they're who cares? It's like the Bugs Bunny cartoon at this point where they're marching around the bases, but who cares <laughs> at this point? I have uh, to go downstairs to a to a living room full of Cub fans in a few minutes. Oh gross. Mm. He's just yeah, we've talked. Right. It's I told you all that Nick Lodolo sucks. Sorry. I'm I'm behaving like Bobcat Goldthwaite when I should be behaving like Burt Reynolds and move down the couch. I didn't understand a word of that. Show <laughs> references. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, that's right. Oh, there we go. Uh, Joe, how you doing, man? Hey, still as, still as good as I was thirty seconds ago when you asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've got we, this thing got off the rails very quickly. I, I, I don't understand why you think it would ever stay on the track with uh, with Garber and then dragging dragging me on as well. It's it's disaster and not not. It'll be fun. I will say for anyone that's uh, listened or watched this show in the past, they know that the ratio of time staying on the rails versus going off the rails is much higher when Garber appears. Sure. I'm a chaos Jose Barrero. <laughs> How great is Jose Barrero? I mean, I think we need to ask that question. That's the topic of the week. How great is, is he Jose the Barrero? greatest red shortstop of all time? He's the greatest on the roster. Since Felipe Lopez. <laughs> At least. Um, Hey, Jose Barrera, since we're, we do need to talk about it, it's a commercial now because the top of the first is finally over. Um, Barrera had a good game this week, uh, two-home run game, and that was great. But uh, as it turns out, he can't hit a breaking ball to save his life. Um, we have a, a viewer mail question. These questions, of course, come from our friends at uh, patreon.com slash redlegradio. This one's from uh, our buddy uh, Kyle Kapler. Question is, with the impressive list of obscure former Reds on this year's team, will Jose Barrero be included on it? Is Jose Barrero a future obscure former Red? God, I hope not. Willie Mo Barrero? <laughs> Willie. Uh, what do you think, Joe? Is uh, is Jose Barrero, are you, are you high on Barrero, or are you wait and see? I'm definitely not high on him. I mean, with all the guys that they brought in and with De La Cruz, he's gone way down the list of the 35 shortstops in the organization. Um, I'm giving the rest of the year, give him the rest of the year and let him, you know, sink or swim. So I have yeah. my, this is where he'll end up, but you know, let, let him try I give him, give him the shot. Still young enough that he could be the guy that was the you know best prospect on the in the organization. Really, not that not that long ago. But um, I'm same way. You know, uh, I, I don't know what to expect. He's he did have a two home run game, which is great. I never had a two home run game. 
I also never had a one home run game. But uh, he also has really struggles when a pitch like isn't straight. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so uh yeah there's that uh, what do you think uh garber i you know I, I just looked at i just realized he's 24 i really like that guy i do, I do have there's a little bit of that aristides aristides aquino slider phobia in him um i i think the thing though with barrero and joe kind of hinted at it that gets me is like there seems to be a little bit of this mentality of Reds fans are like ready to throw him away with all the confidence in the world that the next dude who's exactly like him is going to be can't miss. That's Reds fans. It's like, yeah. it's like well, we've got a 19-year-old guy in A-ball who's got a lot of potential, so we can count on that. And it's like, well, all these dudes are the same. Like, you could throw – now, De La Cruz is different, but you could throw those other six dudes in a row – and they could all be Jose Barrero or upside Zach Cozart. Like that's probably where they are. Yeah. And now it's good. No, no, no. no. Go ahead. I'm just, they're all going to pan out. This is what I'm told on the Twitters. They're all going to pan out. Well, I, I bought um, 10 lottery tickets. On Saturday at the Ohio State Fair because they have an Ohio every every single Ohio governmental agency has a booth at the fair, including the Lottery Commission. Of so course. I bought I bought ten lottery tickets and spent twenty dollars, and nine of them got me nothing, and one of them got me a dollar. And that's how I feel about minor league short stuff. <laughs> that's, a, that's too perfect. <laughs> I want you to weigh in, Nate. If you, oh no, Jonathan India, uh, please don't. No, um, those helmets. By the way, Chris, you were talking about earlier. Those helmets do look incredible in action. Um, yeah, no. I, listen, I, I, I'm not going to give up on Barrero yet. There are reasons why he didn't do great in minor, in the minor leagues this year, um, the handmade injury. But uh, on the other hand, I'm kind of like uh, you know um, appendixless Joe Burrow down there. Uh, yeah. He's going he is 24 now and okay it's time to show it. It's time to show it. But um he has done it uh well I, you know I guess he has he done it in AAA. I don't know. I'm just saying um now's the time to show me. Now's the time to show me. But uh if they can get two of these crazy good shortstops that are all of a sudden in the in the in the league to actually or in the in the system to actually be players that's that'd be a great rate of return. Um before you weigh in on Barrero, Nate, I do have to ask Chris one last thing. What did the uh, the Ohio Parole Board uh, booth look like at the, uh, at the State Fair? Uh, I, I didn't – the Parole Board was one of the few things I didn't okay. find. They actually had All a right. – they actually had a uh, a passport for kids to fill out where you had to go around to like 10 different governmental agencies and get it stamped. <laughs> and then you, you, uh, you drop it in a thing and it goes in for like free tuition at a state college. So oh, we well, went that, around. That, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. That's we actually, yeah. The, I was getting ready to mock it. Control, the mental health board, secondary education, primary education, public health. It, but it was interesting that, um, this is way off the rails, but the other elected government officials were not included in the governor's passport. So like the state oh, of really? the state, you didn't have to go there. 
well, the good. attorney general, you didn't have to go there. So anyway, I, I was getting ready to mock that thinking, well, only some, you know, some kid whose dad or mom happens to be a civics teacher or something that's making them do get that passport. But, uh, you know, if you got a chance, it, uh, it turns into a lottery. Nate Barrero, Jose Barrero, where, where are you? I'm on Ohio Barrero? University, but still. Ooh. I'm still very much high on Barrero. I don't see any reason we shouldn't be. If optimism and hope is the only thing that we have as Reds fans, why not direct it towards this guy? It blows my mind that people are so willing to toss him to the curb after two weeks of poor production, and they are in love with Kyle Farmer, who's had 10 years of poor production. I, I just don't understand it. Like, let the guy go out there and figure it out or not. And if he doesn't, we'll always remember that time that he was uh, super hot in AAA like we do Aquino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, did you just mention Kyle Farmer? Because we got a private message. I don't know who sent that. It says that noted that uh, Kyle Farmer is hitting third tonight. So how dare you? <laughs> the heart of the lineup. Oh, my gosh. He's if you'd have told me, wrong, I would love to see more out of Barrero than what we're seeing. He's in a bad place. He was in a bad place in AAA when they brought him up. So to expect him to shoot out of the gates like a world beater is a little bit crazy. But I got a little annoyed that they pinch hit for him a couple of days ago. Do you see that? Yeah, I, I, Lopez. I, I understand I love, that, but I'm, I'm, I'm an Alejo Lopez fan, but wins don't matter right now. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. But on the other hand, um, Jose Barrero can't hit a breaking ball. <laughs> That's going to be a problem if he doesn't figure that out soon. And David Bell tried yeah, to – Yeah, but you had some no-name catcher behind him, and you needed two runs. Like, like Let the guy that can actually put the ball out of the ballpark swing away if you're, if you're trying to. I, I bought into the David Bell was protecting Barrero argument. I think I, that, that I was per, enough persuaded by that. Yeah, yeah, but on the other hand, the, the flip side of that is the the guy's got to learn at some point. He's not yeah. going to learn on the sitting on the bench. I am sorry to interrupt, but I love the white helmets, but they are definitely giving me a, a great gazoo vibe. <laughs> great, they look really big. I, I really need to ask if 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 Nate and Joe understand that reference <laughs> because I, I do. I actually had Flintstone socks on uh, at work today, so I, I do get the Great Kazoo <laughs> reference. Excellent. Oh, I think about the the, the Flintstones. I'm going to go ahead and say it in public is that we had a uh, one of the teachers and coaches at my high school still still actually teaching and coaching, and as a matter of fact, is a high school Hall of Fame coach. I will not mention any names, but. Uh, Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell the story. There's a chance this man <laughs> will listen to this. I'm not gonna tell it. Never mind. Um, Jonathan is on second base. We like that. Kyle Farmer, Kyle, got Farmer. Hit. Kyle Farmer got a hit. Ducks yeah. North for the farm dog. Um, Gotta love yeah. it. All right. So here's what I want to ask you all about. Uh, are you all worried about the fact that this uh, that one of the uh, pitchers that the Reds are really depending on went on the uh, injured list this week? And of course, I'm talking about Robert Duggar. Is how worried are you all about Robert Duggar potentially not being available for the Reds the rest of the year? My Robert Duggar Who? was uniformly mocked in my house when he was on the mound, Crestfallen. and my kids walked through the family room and saw him pitching. We're like, "What's this dude? What's he doing?" <laughs> I literally turned the game on, and I was like, "I." I don't. I've seen that guy before, but I don't remember who he is. 
And I watch the Reds just pretty much every night. I talk about the Reds every week. I write about the Reds every week. And I was like, he looks kind of cool, but um, I don't really know who he is. Now, Hunter Green. No one is worried about Hunter Green, are you? Quick aside, no. it's not good when you're an obscure current Red. Former Red, okay, but an obscure <laughs> current Red. <laughs> That's like a new category. <laughs> That's the 2022 <laughs> Red in a nutshell. Obscure current Reds. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Joey, Joey. Almost. Um, yeah, that is fantastic. That is perfect, Joe. Uh, that is – how many obscure current Reds do we have? There are like – Yes. At least <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Except Joey. Oh, that's beautiful. Who, what was the guy's name yesterday? TJ uh, Zoy. Yeah, who is Zoy? Who is this Zoy? guy? He I was asking if y'all how to pronounce Zoy. it before we got started. Yeah, first I had rounder. to look up how to pronounce it. Yeah, I he's, looked he's it up from, and it said it was Zoink. Yeah, he's a local kid. He's from Mason. Uh, drafted by the uh, Blue Jays in Blue 2016, Jays. I think. First round out of University of Pitt. Uh up and down a little bit, got released. Cardinals had him in their organization. Reds got him, picked him up from their organization. And I, he's first round talent, but again, that was six years ago and getting shelled by the Mets doesn't, you know. You know who else was a first round draft pick in 2016? Roger Justin Dunn. Oh. Yes. The Reds have two first-round draft picks from 2016, losing games for that. Uh, I, I feel like at some point in the mid-2000s, there was like – they're showing Johnny Bench wandering out of the corn again. They have uh, <laughs> – In the middle of the game, he's just wandering around. Johnny, Johnny if you could watch this with no context, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I got worried for a minute. I'm like, no, no. get. They're playing baseball. Seats, Johnny. <laughs> Wasn't there a point uh, where they had like like eight first round picks from one draft at some point, like kind of the tail end of the Jim Bowden era? <laughs> I, I, don't I don't remember that, but I would be all in on the Reds just like, saying like 2016, like you said, let's just see if we can get every guy from the first round that year. They do I mean, have who cares three. who's on our team. They've got <laughs> they three of them. Three, well, they got three guys from 2016 losing games for them. Dunn, Zoik, and Nick Senzel. Oh, that draft sucks. We are like, still pro Senzel on this podcast. I've Joe, you had to do that to me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've gone back to try to roast Nick Senzel and be like, oh, they drafted badly. That whole draft is terrible. So why not try to make a whole if, – if if we don't – who cares if we win or not on the major league level? Let's just try to get everybody from one draft. Okie no, doke. If we are doing a gimmick nope. roster, it is thick boys. I am sure <laughs> of that. Old, old we know you're Vogelback. a back. I want we, that Vogelback guy. We, we, uh, we know you're guy. I want my Vogelback, Vogelback, Vogelback. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, uh, I'm out. I'm done. We, we have a question uh, that's directed to, to Joe here. So I'm going to, I have no, I really don't know what it means. And so I'm going to have to, there's the question on your screen. Uh, I, I had to duck out of the uh, the live Zoom because my uh, enchiladas rancheros arrived, and they're good as always. Oh, oh that's to, right. Shout out to El Hinete. So there you go. You know, that's right. You did. That question came ahead, from Nick. Joey Gadiza, one of our uh, you know favorite patrons of patreoncom slash Riverfront Cincy. Same oh, plug, but see, it's not always baseball. Sometimes we get together and we talk about what we're having for dinner. It is truly <laughs> a family. Mm. Uh, we got together and watched the game the other night uh, by Zoom, and that was fun. And I forgot that's why Joe had to duck out. He had Mexican food. So, 
Um, well, we talked about why Joe ducked out. Let's talk a little bit about why, why Joe is here tonight. Yeah, Where let's do that. Actually, is there something happening tomorrow? I'd like to get to the bottom of this. Uh, it's, <laughs> that, is that Cozart's birthday is tomorrow? Ooh. Uh, hold on. Stop. Hold on. Rest in peace, Zach Cozart. Moment of silence. And mine, Ooh. too. But that's, Did but something that's, happen? that's secondary. Ooh. No, he's just not a red anymore. Uh, it's your birthday tomorrow, Joe? It is. Hooray! Right. Let me know what you're celebrating. Time. I'll call the bar. Um, here with the kids and wife. So, Yippee. Call, call the bartender. Yes, we'll get some, get some Mexican food delivered. Hey, I'm down for that. Postmates a bottle of wine. Can I do that? Oh, Johnny's in the booth. Oh, Johnny's in the booth. Got the uh, before we before we get into why why Joe's here, I got to say there was a. A bunch of Cincinnati Bearcat fans in my mentions today uh, going nuts about the fact that Johnny Bench is wearing a shirt that has a little tiny Cincinnati Bearcats logo on it. So that's a thing. Just, you know, whatever. They used to play at Johnny Bench Field. Yeah, they don't anymore. Yeah. Isn't it March Shot Field? It was March Shot, and then they stripped the name because they didn't want to be associated with. They, 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 with they, what, they, Joe? <laughs> with what? A very it's kind, a, a very kind-hearted dead lady. That's what they don't want to be associated with. Dogs. <laughs> it was uh, it was Marge Shotfield, then Pete Rosefield, and then what is it now? It's I don't I don't know if it's got a Hitler name. Field. What is it? <laughs> I has I'm only saying it. Let's once. just let that one, let that one roll. We'll go back in that. Replay the tape if I'm, you want to hear what Chris just said. I'm gonna have. I didn't miss that one. Yikes. Um, so anyway, Nate, you were trying to go somewhere before. Listen, we're off the rails for good tonight. Let's just deal with it. But try to get us back on the rails for a moment, just a little bit. So tomorrow, um, you know, we talk about it all the time. We can't get too excited about the Reds right now. It's a one night only affair. But there is a team in town you can get excited about. And those are the Cincinnati, formerly known as the Bungles, but now they're officially the Bengals. And they got a preseason game tomorrow. So we thought Joe would come on and say a little bit about it. And I think that uh, Chris could probably chime in a little bit too, or he has to trade jerseys with Joe. It is the inaugural game at Paycor Stadium since they rechanged or the, since they sold the naming rights. And uh, Pay Joe Stadium. Yeah, that's uh, the main yeah, friend of the podcast, Mo Evers named it Pejo uh, Stadium. Um, That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I wish I could take credit for something that clever. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the game's going to be kind of boring. There's going to be one starter, one projected starter for the Bengals playing, um, Jackson Carmen. Outside of that, it's going to be all reserves, unless you dig watching uh, punter and long snapper battles. Who does? Um, yeah. So. My cousin was a long snapper for UC. He long he he was the snapper for uh, Kevin Huber uh, when Huber was in for the, his first freshman sophomore year. So I do have a love for the long snapper. So sounds like it. Yeah. Um, little Ooh, bit of um, was that? No, go ahead. I was gonna say a little little bit of news and notes, injury updates. Um, Joe Burrow guy has no timetable to return from his appendix being taken out. There's no reason for concern. Um, it, guessing he probably had some kind of infection afterwards because he still had a pick line and some uh, uh, for IVs and everything up until the other day, but he's, he was tossing with some teammates a couple days ago. Um, I guess he lost a handful of, you know, he looks, he looks thin, doesn't he? Yeah. They said, they said it looks like he's lost maybe, you know, five, seven, eight pounds, but 
I mean, with, it was noticeable from the video yeah. clips I saw. Like, he he looked like a thin dude. Yeah. No no reason to be worried. I mean, he's got a month. But yeah, a little over a month before the season starts. So he's got plenty of time to, you know, put the weight back on and get himself back into football shape. So he's going to make a call over there to Great American, call up his buddy Moose, say, hey, where are the buffets at? Where should I eat? <laughs> get the fry box. Calories. Give me some of them shakes, Moustakas. <laughs> he, he wasn't. He wouldn't play in the preseason anyway. Um, outside of maybe the same thing as last year when he did the one, you know, did the one uh, series just to kind of get his feet wet. Um, more injury updates. They're in really good shape, all things considered. Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins are both back with no injury designation. Uh, they're being eased back into um, eased back into drills and everything, but. They're healthy and should be good to go by the uh, season, barring any, you know, any new injury. Uh, had a couple scares last week for guys on the back end of the roster. Uh, Dante Smith was carted off with a back issue. He's back on the field, just kind of working off to the side. Drew Sample had a knee injury, if you care about backup blocking only tight ends, but nothing major. He'll probably be back by the beginning of the season. So Here's a question for you. If you had to go out for the Bengals right now, how many days in a row would you get carted off the field with a back issue? Uh, one because I'd be in the hospital. <laughs> just wanted to couldn't make it back. Yeah. I retire. Yeah, I, I just put me immediately into traction, and it's been fun. Give me the give me the paycheck for the day. Um, so so we're thinking position battles for the Bengals. You've really got uh, one guard position, possibly. Yeah, I mean that, that that's pretty much it. And a punt returner, maybe. Yeah, there's uh, special teams. Punter. There's uh the re- returners are it's either going to be what Trent Irwin, who's uh Darren Simmons loves him because he's a guy that as he likes to say best thing he can do is give the ball to the ref after a fair catch so um yeah left guard is the only spot and Carmen's taken every first team rep so I, I don't even know if that's much of an actual competition so, so that's so good right that's a that's a good statement about where he how far he's come it, it's his issue was maturity he had a lot of issues with just I don't know, acting like he was still in college and not coming in physically and um, mentally prepared. And I honestly have not heard or read much about him at all, which is a good thing. He's not sticking out. Uh, they've settled uh, Volson, who was the fourth rounder they drafted out of North Dakota State. Cordell Volson has looked like a rookie fourth rounder. So not he's you know not putting as much pressure as I think they would hope. And all things being equal, they want Carmen to win the job anyway. And I, I, I think he's doing what he needs to do. It felt like they talked Volston up a little bit around the draft, uh, you know, as, as, a, as a tough guy and a gamer and a playing above his, his, his talent level type of guy to kind of like light a fire under Carmen as much Absolutely. as anything. Absolutely. Play up the other guy. I mean, he, you know, he's everything that Carmen wasn't. He's a you know guy from a small, um, small school. Didn't go to, um, um, you know, didn't go to a big football school like Clemson. He's a fourth rounder. I and mean, those middle round guys, they're not guaranteed to even make the team first year. And Carmen was, you know, was top of the second round. So it's, it, it, it apparently worked. So, so and, yeah, go ahead. So Joe, I'm going tomorrow. We got, okay. I'm a new season ticket holder. Okay. Going down with uh, taking the whole family. We don't, we got a couple extra tickets to bring the wife and daughter who aren't going to be going most of the time. What should we be uh, looking for tomorrow night besides fireworks and, and the Guns and Roses and having a good time? Um, there are a couple guys that 
get if I can pull up my sheet or guys that I want to I want to watch when I'm going to be watching the game. Uh, Chris Evans, who was the running back they got last year out of Michigan, mm-hmm. he's hey, my, my next question. Captain America, be yeah, he's uh, Captain America. Plays for the yeah. Bengals. Other Chris Evans. Um, he's a dynamic receiver. If you saw the touchdown catch that he made against the Lions in the regular season last year, he can run routes like a receiver. He's got hands um, really quick, great with the ball. Um, he averaged four and a half yards of carry on a handful of carries that he had. If he can show that he can pick up the blitz and he can, you know, work in pass protection, he's got. A, I think he's got a good chance of unseating uh, Samaj P. Ryan as the third down running back, which I would love to see. I like P. Ryan, but. As you can see in, in the Super Bowl, you can't he can't be counted on to get one yard when it's third and one, fourth and one. So, um, and then the backup, well, I guess, I, they'll probably be starting, but the uh, defensive lineman, you've got Joseph Osai, who looked like Lawrence Taylor in his one series last year. Uh, I mean, he brought down Tom Brady. He rushed like he. It, We're it, all it, so I, excited! Oh so yeah, excited. And, and then he tore his knee. <laughs> um, but he, he's. He's back. Uh, they say he still shows the same explosiveness. And if he can show that he's a situational pass rusher, that's going to take a huge amount of pressure off of Trey Hendrickson. Uh, they they rode him into the ground last year. He played a lot more steps than he was ready for, and then what you know what he should have. Um, there's also the seventh rounder from Coastal Carolina, uh, Jeffrey Gunner, who they said is showing very well. Same thing, showing a lot of burst off the edge. Um, again, game action is what's going to, you know, it's going to show if he's going to be practice squad, you know, back of the, you know, back of the roster or can come in in situations and uh, do well. Um, other guy is Zach Carter. He was the end slash tackle out of Florida that they're making the three technique to back up BJ Hill. And if he can show, he can show, or if he can show consistent push from the inside, that's you know another piece they can use so they're not running BJ Hill too much or they don't have to use DJ Reader in as many pass rush situations to keep him fresh against the run. So it's the D line and then punter and holder and then kick return. You know, Kwame Lasseter tomorrow. Yeah, he's the, all of the uh, writers that I've read. They're all about him. They say like he runs routes like a pro and he can be dynamic in the return game. And he's um, on, on other special teams. I don't know if he's doing Gunner and things like that, but. Um, there was the other, I can't remember the name. I didn't write it down. Of uh, There's another undrafted receiver that's exact same size guy out of Wisconsin. Um, showing similarly not as flashy in the return game, but he's not a returner. But, um, uh, yeah, they said to look out for. So All I know is that you can still get the Bengals at plus 2,200 to win the Super Bowl. And they're still not favored to win the AFC North. I think that is the easiest money that you can put on. In NFL, Kendrick Pryor—that's what his name is. Okay, um, there was—I was when I was at dinner last night. They had uh, top eight uh, odds for winning the NL MVP or NL NFL MVP, and Joe Burrow's name was not included among those eight names, which is absolutely laughable. So, yeah. I mean, it's—I'm not saying I'm a betting man, but if I were, there are some enticing some juicy Bengals bets that one Good. could make. Yeah, they're getting yep. no respect in the North. I don't understand why everybody seems so ready to give it to the Ravens. I mean, the Bengals the got better. Yeah. I, I mean, they had some, some good fortune. We'll call it last year for sure. Yeah. But you need more than just luck to make it to the Super yeah. Bowl, almost win. Yeah. And the Ravens got worse. 
They yeah, stomped the Ravens worse than anybody they beat all year long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to the Ravens, not maybe not credit, but to their defense, they had so many guys hurt, especially the second game. Um, I think I could have walked in, walked in off the street and played in the secondary. I, Until you got uh, carted off with a back injury. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you, you can't use injuries as an excuse. The Bengals curb stomped them twice. The Bengals' one glaring weakness is repaired. Ravens have no wide receivers. They've got 25 tight ends to throw the ball to. And I don't even know, you know, and a quarterback I, that can't throw the ball with any accuracy. Not not consistently, yeah. I mean, it's he's he's a great player, but his legs are gonna start breaking down in a couple of years as much as he runs the ball and takes hits, you know, they're all their um their offensive line wasn't very good last year either. He took a lot of sacks, so he's gonna have to learn to throw the ball, and Mark Andrews is only gonna be open so many times. So I mean, who, who's their number one receiver? Rashad Bateman? The guy that got uh, yeah. drafted last year from Minnesota, they uh, traded Hollywood Brown. So, I the Browns are not going to have Watson all year. Um, I think that what uh, a shame. Yeah, he's going to play tomorrow, and like I put in Slack, I I don't wish for injuries, but I wouldn't be sad if someone or the entire team went for his knees and head, and just get someone who's going to be you know tell someone who's going to get sent off you know. Uh, cut next week anyway. Just say, hey, just go after his knees. And and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> that statement. I'm, well, I'm justified, gonna wipe. Yeah. Well, justify I, was not sponsored by the Riverfront Podcast. <laughs> I've got a wife and a daughter. I you know I, I, I don't. Just I'm share. not gonna be mad if a predator gets taken out at the knees. So to answer a quick comment, uh, no, Joey, there are no love for the Washington Commanders. Sorry. <laughs> Not as long as uh, Daniel Snyder owns the team. Um, what about this question from? Uh, I, and I presume, actually, yeah, well, I presume this is about baseball. Is this the only game that either team will play before a sellout crowd? I say no because look who's batting. It's Aristides Aquino. <laughs> I'm sure people are buying tickets to watch him him hit. Um, Robust. What point do we yeah. do we start changing what was actually being punished? By the Punisher. <laughs> Who's he punishing? My, my eyes have been punished. Oh, brutal. So, this game um, taking 19 years, by the way. It's the yeah, second. It's end. a long. Yeah, it's just the bottom of the second. Now, now Garper, um, you married into a, a cut. You married into a, a family that are Chicago Cubs fans, but but your your children, you've successfully uh, directed them in the uh, in the direction of the Cincinnati. Not all, not all. My uh, my fourteen year old is a, a jerk Cub fan. <laughs> I thought you were just going to stop it, jerk. I'm stealing that. I, yeah, I, I'm. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's uh, great. That's stolen from uh, what's his face, the the head writer of Parks and Rec. Um, Michael Schur. Michael Schur calls his son a jerk Dodger fan. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. My oldest is a is a Cub fan. My middle son is a Reds fan, and my daughter is bandwagon as can be. There you go. That's the only way to be. She'll be happier. That's the move. She'll be exactly. She'll be happier than anybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the number of people on this earth that get upset every single day over the team they chose when they were nine years old 
is really one of the more astounding. Uh, there needs to be a real mental health study about this because um, it's, it's just astounding how many people get angry. And believe me, they yell at me every day on, on the Twitters. Get angry over a team they picked when they were nine. Um, and, and often because, you know, their parents or grandparents like the team uh, or they just happen to be born somewhere close by. I often wonder how much happier I would have been if I'd been born in the vicinity of New York City instead of in the vicinity of well, Reds country. Yeah. The Mets have given people a lot of pleasure over the years. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh, speaking of the Mets, i got to show you all something here. Let me see if I can find this. The Reds played the Mets the this nine week. Mets you... are my favorite squadron. <laughs> the Nine Mets, yes. Um, one of my one of my friends. Uh, let's see. You got friends? Uh, one. It, it was one and of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that's <laughs> kind of way of saying the relative. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jose Barrero got out. I can't believe it. Um, they really need to anyway, stop going him breaking pit. That's just, this is yeah. just rude. It's not good TV. Can yeah, you request you know, tell the pitchers before the game? Is it okay? Can you just pass balls only? Yeah, please. Yeah. Let's see how this looks. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here, but uh, there we go. You can kind of see it with us all around it. Uh, that's the, the photo that he, that he took uh, at the Reds Mets game, and uh, I guess the D family was there, and they had half Reds, half Mets jerseys. That was pretty cool. I guess uh, we have so- we have the best Diaz. I would, uh, I would like Hello? to observe. You put that back up, Chad. I will. It's the yes. most like uneconomical uh, display I've ever seen. Were I doing this, you would see an equal <laughs> number us. of of left side and reds, right side reds. Oh yes, in the all, They bought every one of them. Bought two jerseys. Rather Chris has been doing his. Chris is worried about inflation. He's been doing his family budget. You see that? Like they all bought a white Met jersey and a red Reds jersey. Yes. <laughs> Those guys really missed out. Oh man. I hope someone in their family is making big league dollars that can help pay for the I was gonna say summer, see village. the uh... go ahead, Joe. I was gonna say summer there's a village in Mexico or uh, Puerto Rico that that, that has all the other side. <laughs> Left side Mets, right side Reds. <laughs> uh, it's like the Super Bowl loser who gets the T-shirts yeah. the, you know, that they print up for the Super Bowl loser. They go to some uh, some Speaking village. Of Bengals. Yeah. Did y'all uh, see the awesome video making the making the rounds on the internet this week of Edwin Diaz's entrance and the camera followed him from behind as yeah. he. Oh man, there is there is nothing like a good closer entrance. That's one of those you feel like you're just going to go run straight through a brick wall and just keep going fat. You know, it's almost as enthralling as Todd Coffee's full beer guts <laughs> <laughs> running at a full sweat and then blowing a three run lead. So, who is that random guy that, well, on my screen just struck out for the Reds? Some catch. Somebody struck out? Oh, Austin Romine. He hasn't struck Romine out yet. Left. Oh, hit there. He just struck out. Boiler alert. Yeah. I hadn't even seen the footage yet. I just assumed. You guys are behind me. Well, we're an, we're an hour into this show, and uh, <laughs> the Reds haven't gotten through the lineup a single time yet. We're the bottom of the second. So that's not the lineup. No, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, Barrero's better than twice. 
Oh, the Reds. Well, Do we have any viewer mail questions that might be interesting to uh, discuss? Let's see here. How about this? Uh, James Scott Pyle. Again, these questions come from our friends at patreon.com slash riverfrontcency. The Reds are wearing their 1919 uniforms tonight. The 1919 Reds were absolutely the better team in that World Series. Discuss. That's a, that's a hot topic. The Reds were to... using Pythagorean record, which is, you know, you take the, you had the runs scored, runs against, and, the, you know, uh, the Reds record was 92 and 48. White Sox were 84 and 56. Ooh. So, I like it. It depends on whether you feel the American League where the National League was the stronger league top to bottom. But you got an argument the Reds were the better team. Reds I had, went in a different direction and said that the uh, the team OPS plus, the White Sox were 104, the Reds were 103. So virtually a wash, right. the slight advantage to the Sox. But ERA plus, Reds 126, White Sox 106. So Reds huge advantage in the pitching department. If you look at just the guys all the way down, all the starters were in like the, the worst starter had an ERA plus 107. Uh, three guys in the pen were like 120, 130, somewhere around there. So their pitching was lights out. It was just terrible what Shulish Joe did in that series by setting the major league record for hits in the world. I know. It, it's it, <laughs> we, we really should have had Bill on this episode so he could have told us what the papers were like the next morning. <laughs> you hear that, Bill? <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> Reading the Morse code off the ticker like it's the uh, stock market as the oh Reds win five games to three and huzzah. <laughs> hey you uh, yeah. Sorry, Bill, I love you. Chris, did you uh, did you write a chapter about the nineteen nineteen Reds uh in, in that book? Oh, I don't remember who wrote that, that chapter. That was yours. Was it mine? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I once I once thought about uh, writing a book, uh, trying to make the case that the uh, the 1919 Reds would have won that series anyway. And then I thought that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I've got a day I job. Mean, Why like would I even consider that? Four people would have bought four, that book. Four people, <laughs> four people, and they're all here on this on the show. Um, let's see. We got another question here. Let's. Uh, I know we do. If I can find it, uh, how do you see? This is from our, from our buddy Hooper Powell. How do you see the final standings turning, <laughs> turning out in the National League Central if you actually that. care? We're not doing that anymore? No, we're not doing that anymore. I don't care how they turn out, but I will note that the Reds, uh, unfortunately, after the Mets series, are now back in uh, last place. Did you all notice that? Oh, I did not. I was loving that three-day stretch where they were in third. It's pretty cool. I'm going to quote the great wordsmith when you know when talking about the uh, how standings are going to be. It's uh, – Quote Clubber Lang, pain. I'm going to tell you something. It was kind of cool when the Reds were in third because after what I mentioned at the top of this broadcast, looking back at every season and where the Reds were on August 10th since 1985, there haven't been many times when the Reds were in third place. So third place was awesome. Like a little more of that. <clears throat> Thanks, Phil. Yes. It's tough, yes, man. It's tough out there. Tough out there for a Reds fan. Oh man! By the way, the Reds are not winning this game. If you're if you're listening to this later, that explains talking come about the Reds. Yet. That explains what's in Chris's cup, what's in my cup. Um, what I can only assume is in Chad's cup. Appendix plus Joe Burrow. I don't know what you're drinking, but 
Fruit puns. Mine, mine's Fruit water. Puns. I got water. <laughs> Wahoo wah. Hey, Joe, you spent some time in Wahoo wah territory, right? I did. Loved every second of it. Again, I'm, I'm still yeah. upset that there was no copies of the Big 50 at the Barnes & Nobles right off of campus. You really need to get with the Alumni Association. I uh, know, right. And as I was saying, there were there were two copies at the bookstore on campus in their section for uh, alumni authors at one time. And I presume they've either sent them back to be burned or they I doubt they were sold at the UVA bookstore. But um, there were two copies at one time. They're not being taught in English lit class? No, no. I, I, mean, I, I would know. I didn't take that class. You have Steinbeck, uh, uh, Ernest Hemingway, and... Faulkner, Dotson and Ryan Wagner, <laughs> Dotson and Ryan Wagner. <laughs> it takes us. There we go. It takes a special, uh, uh, you know, a special guy to come on here and wearing a a Bengals jersey or a Bengals shirt. How dare you all defile this uh, Cincinnati Reds? For those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, the two on the bottom here have uh, Bengals uh, attire. How dare you? That's all I'm saying. How dare you? And I've got Gino over my shoulder. Not the right Gino. Not the correct one. Oh, Gino. Gino Suarez? Did y'all see the uh, the Reds signed, what's his name, Chucky Robinson? Chucky. Yes. Big news. Do you think they signed him just because his name sounds like somebody that might have played in the 1919 World Series? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Chucky Robbins, he's the third catcher because you always need a third catcher. For one game. Why not? That's the thing. He's only up for the 27th guy for this game. So why a catcher? Why not someone who can hit? Which I guess is nobody, but. Well, that's a. That's almost pretty bad. For, for years, you know, this there was this thing where, no, um, you can't pinch hit with your catcher because what if your catcher gets hurt? And it literally never happened in the history of of baseball that a catcher got hurt and you ran out of catchers or two catchers got hurt. And so you ran out of catchers. That's not a thing that happens. But so now they have a third catcher instead of bringing it up, you know, couldn't they, couldn't they find, couldn't they, what can they find a place on the 40 man roster for Ella De La Cruz? Just go ahead and bring him up. Let him, let him bat. Blah, blah, blah. Service time. Blah, blah, blah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ow, ow, ow. You guys will see this in a couple seconds. I'm not sure I want to. Yeah, it, Joey Votto's mic'd up. Yeah, I don't know he is. Um, they could they could have found a wireless not, mic for Joey. Not a Reds injury, but an injury. I think nothing. he has a cord connecting him to the dugout, Chad. Oh, all the way over to the dugout. Come <laughs> on, it's 2022. Give me a and you're way ahead of uh of me. Uh, well, what do you think about all the? Oh no! Yeah, that's Contreras. What do you I'm guys think? At least India was nice enough and tagged him out first before he called, you know. It's a, he's a ball player. A yeah. ball player. Yeah. What do you guys think about the uh, this new thing? Oh. Oh. Ow. Yeah, that's yeah. This good. new thing of uh, Jonathan India does it. Dudes wearing their, their baseball pants like three inches above the knee with a, um. within a sock. Like pulled up over the knee, it's it's, it's kind of like a football, football look. Baseball. I'm not a fan. Yeah, it's like it's a football look. I'm not either, but it's better than wearing it like where they were like stepping on the back of the. I think it's the, they're wearing the yeah. pajama pants. 
Yeah, they had the yeah. Velcro underneath that goes underneath the uh, the cleat just so it stays pulled down as tight as possible. Yeah, you know, no, I am totally cool. okay with it. Yeah, I, why I, is this dude always been pro stirrups? Pull him up. He's not. Yeah, he should be walking better. this off. He's walking off okay. Like he's coming off the field. And he he's looks back to the corn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was never seen again. Yeah, I, I hope, I had to I hope my... he is not hurt. He's a heck of a player. Yeah, and especially um, next year when he's playing for somebody else that isn't the Cubs. Yeah. My my boys uh, in middle school, they're required to have, you know, knee pads in their football pants. And so I went out and I had to buy them, like, these these foam knee pads that are, like, this big. Really? Does yeah. this only apply if they're playing football, or do they just have to walk around with pads? No, in pants? football, yeah, they, don't, they have to wear football pants to school. <laughs> They're really, they're really dedicated here in Ohio. They're going to wear full <laughs> pants to school, uh, helmets during uh, during math. No. But they've got I, these, I like, these knee pads. They're not going to do anything. They're like as big as like a silver dollar. You know, like just, do they have to be in the pants? Rules. Well, it came down from above. You know that uh, the NFL only cares about safety. So yes. they're getting I started in the youth's. Well, watching the injury uh, makes us ass. I mean, we touched on it earlier, but we got away pretty quick. Is anybody concerned about Hunter Green? Oh, yeah, that guy. No. Um, um, the fact that they announced that they were like, he got an MRI and it came back negative. I was like, I thought it was just shoulder fatigue. Yeah, we're just I giving him a break. Knowing the Reds, it would surprise me if they were like, oh, sorry, a 60-day DL, his arm literally fell off. But you know, there were times when the Reds would not do an MRI on someone because they were, I think it's because they were afraid of getting bad news. You remember so when Joey fact- Votto was in like 2010, Joey Votto was in, like, well, he's on the West Coast. So we, we're just going to like let him tough it out for a couple weeks. <laughs> like they didn't get um, an MRI for like 11 days because he was on a road trip. Like, I'm yeah, but positive. Joey Votto, Joey Votto is not the level of star that Hunter Green is. So, yeah. you know, why I'm would you positive at the machines? Just get him checked. <laughs> get him checked. Oh, I think this is kind of a, just a load load management thing. Like, he might have needed to skip a start or might have even pitched through it, but he's right about where he – the inning level that he pitched last year. So, let him sit a month, you know, a few weeks, a month, even, and then bring him back in September to, you know, just to top off the inning or top off the yeah. season. I, I think you're right. right. He's only yeah. four innings, four innings shy of what he threw last year. Ashcraft's yeah. already surpassed what he threw last year. Yeah. So we might, uh, we might be seeing more Mike Miner. And how do you pronounce that random dude, new guy's name? Zoik? TJ Zoik. Zoik. Sounds like Zoinks. they would have said in <laughs> Scooby Doo. Not Zoik. That's, that's Shaggy. Zoik. Scooby. I, I, I posted a uh, Shaggy picture yesterday because it sounds just like Shaggy. Well, I have to say this, and no one will understand it, but that that, that picture I showed earlier, uh, from I said my buddy, you know, I, I pretend like I had a friend. Who, um, it's a guy that I went to to uh, law school with, and uh, I've never mm-hmm. met anyone in my life look more like Shaggy. Great guy, I love him, but he looks exact. And he used to get mad that every oh. Halloween we try to get him to dress up like Shaggy, and he wouldn't. That do guy's it. now the governor of Missouri. Shaggy like, yeah. I mean, we would get ready for a Halloween party, and I was all dressed up like Velma, <laughs> and he would not dress up like Shag. Like it's uh, like Shaggy, the Shaggy. Jamaican rapper guy, or Shaggy the. <laughs> it wasn't Shaggy. Yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. 
<laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> oh, my. Well, guys, I don't know. Uh, we've really not talked enough about the Reds tonight, but we probably ought to put a, put a, put a pin in this one, land this plane. People no, nationwide have been talking about the Reds all evening. They didn't need us to. I need to go get a quesadilla. Clay Christian just commented and said that apparently Joey Votto just dropped inner circle. So he must be a big fan of Chad Dotson, who also loves to use the word inner circle. Do I? Do I use that term? Have you and Clay been making fun of me, Nate? <laughs> all right, that's fine. It's just that's a fact. Reasonable. It's just a fact. Reasonable. That's all right. Everybody makes fun of me. I don't care. Um, how about we we'll go around and see if we have any final thoughts? Uh, we'll start with you, uh, Nate. Start with me? Um, you know, I'm going to miss Robert Duggar. It was a uh, great while it lasted. <clears throat> Guys, we still have a few things to look forward to. Um, Hunter Green does come back. He was kind of nasty for the last month. Uh, 2.7 ERA, his last four stars, 29 strikeouts. Eight walks in 23 innings. My boy, Graham, I do smelling salts in between innings. Ashcraft, he's got a 2.84 over the last month. That will do. Um, I don't know. Like, we're going to find a way to have some fun. We're going to bring a lot more Bengals content because, like I said, we're going to find a way to have some fun. This is a Bengals, <laughs> this is a Bengals podcast. It's the river Transition. front. There are yes. so many sports in Cincinnati. Go FC Cincinnati. Go, I don't know, are there other teams? Whoever's playing at the arena. Cyclones. Appendixless Joe Burrow. Any final thoughts for us tonight? Who day? That's there all. we go. That's that's the only that's the only thing to say. Garber, uh, why are you very concerned? Uh, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Hunter Green. Hunter Green. Oh, okay. I'm very concerned. Any uh, <laughs> for those of you that are not that are listening rather than watching, that's he changes his name every five seconds because he he thinks he's witty. Any final thoughts for us there, uh, there, Garber? Today, I believe, is all I can say. All right. Well, I'm not going to say Who that. Because... Are they? Is that Bengals exclusive? Or, like, if the Reds are ever good again, can they say who day? Can the Reds steal That's that? Are the Reds ever going to be good again? Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about 2024, uh, but it, apparently it is. Lots of shortstops. Cincinnati shortstops. You know, a lot of dudes playing shortstop. I don't think they you should guys... move. They should just. <laughs> hey, if the shift isn't banned, everyone play it short. Seven guys, and then a pitcher and a catcher. And then you break like a football huddle. Like the, like the, the pitch comes in, and then you just, you know, go head out on your pad. Hunter and his court. I like this. You know what? You guys are far too cynical. Uh, you don't love the Reds like I do, and so I'm never inviting any of you on again because you need to be positive about the Reds. It's been fun. See you later. <laughs> oh, guys, this was fun. Uh, this is the Riverfront episode. 438. That's ridiculous. Um, thanks for all of you for joining us. I don't know, whatever. Where are YouTube? Where? I don't know. Go use Google. Whatever, find us. Google. I don't care. We're in all the places. Yeah. All the places. Yeah. Why, why do we have to tell you? Good Lord. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Oh, Goodbye. <laughs> oh, boy. Tom wanted to come. And that was his the son of a bitch when he's alive. So he told him to stick it. <laughs> Oh, more Le Ray Liotta laughs. Oh, my goodness. One of my favorite moments of the movie was when they were...
Nate, you were talking and uh, in next time. <laughs> so, so we're not, we're not going to end it. You, you were getting ready to tell a story and I wanted to hear it. So we're going to stay on the stream here. <laughs> we lost one. So, yeah, we lost Garber. He had to get out, but go ahead, Nate, finish it. And then we'll, then we'll end this thing. I said, I was going to say that it cracked me up today when I was uh, watching it and they talked about um, having lights on the field and they're like, yeah, they figured the owners figured out they could make more money that way. And then, Shoeless Joe just shakes his head and goes, "Colors." Like this is too, this is too perfect for the riverfront. That holds up. It holds up. I'm gonna. We need to do a version of it where we just like dub over that and just him shaking, just Castellini. <laughs> if anybody has guys is technologically savvy, make that happen. Absolutely, um, guys. This was fun. Uh, thanks to all of you that listened in on it and commented. Um, love you guys. Uh, I don't love you guys that are on the show here, but um, thanks for being here anyway. And we'll do it again soon. Yeah. All right. Whatever. (laughs) Good night.